You're listening to the Slice of MIT podcast, a production of the MIT Alumni Association. Housemasters are really awesome, and so they do all sorts of cool events. There's 11sies um, around finals, and then we do like a very fancy like Valentine's Day dinner and like senior send-off brunch. Around Easter, there's a non-denominational plastic ovoid hunt. <laughs> so um, we're basically... At MIT, you're guaranteed housing for four years, which means that, unlike other universities, MIT has a robust and at times storied dorm culture. Just don't call them dorms. MIT students live on campus and off in living groups that are made up of halls, houses, towers, campuses, gates, fraternities, and sororities. But no matter where students live, a sense of community follows. Sometimes that sense of community blossoms around the specific floors of a living group, like in Burton Connor, as student Medea Shafka explains. Connor 2 is English, uh, English. Connor 3 is Irish, Connor 4 are pirates, Connor 5 are velociraptors, and then on B1, it's the B1 bonus. Or community can mean a shared experience of a once-in-a-lifetime moment. Like when alumnus Cliff Weinstein got a big-name act for an encore performance at his Alpha Epsilon Pi fraternity house back in the 1960s. You know the Four Seasons, right? There were movies, there's a movie about them right now. They were, they were right here at MIT. In this podcast, we'll explore stories of life at MIT outside of the classroom. We'll hear tales of celebratory grape juice in Newhouse, scooter hockey at Simmons, and management lessons that alumnus Drew Houston learned at Phi Delta Theta. If you're paying attention, it's like this amazing Petri dish for management. Stay with us. This podcast is produced in association with MIT's annual fund, which helps support communities at the Institute through gifts from MIT students, alumni, family, and friends. Make your gift to MIT today in any amount to whatever you're passionate about at giving.mit.edu. When you're living so close together, community at MIT can often mean friends that become family. And for alumnus Clinton Blackburn, his Newhouse family joined him to celebrate his own family becoming larger with the birth of his niece. It was a moment Clinton couldn't be there for in person, but could celebrate with his MIT family. I was not there to, to, to witness her birth or to be with my family when she was born, uh, but uh, my, my way of celebrating was I ordered a few pizzas for, the, for, the, uh, for Newhouse 2, not the whole dorm, it's a lot of people, but ordered a few pizzas, went to Star Market, and got a few bottles of Welch's sparkling grape juice. So that was our, our champagne and, and fancy meal was pizza and, and sparkling, sparkling grape juice, and it was great. <laughs> You may have noticed that Clinton mentioned Newhouse 2. That's a section of the Newhouse dorm. Like several other dorms on campus, Newhouse is home to smaller communities within the larger dorm. These communities include Chocolate City, Spanish House, and I-House, as well as the more practically named Newhouse 2, 3, and 4. Medija, who we mentioned earlier, lives in another dorm set up in a similar way, Burton Connor and we pick up with her as she continues to give us the lay of the land in this community. Connor 4 are pirates, Connor 5 are velociraptors, and then on B1, it's the B1 boners, um, the B2, I forget what they are. I, I forget what B2 is. I think it's like B2 legit to quit. 
um, the Burton Third Bombers, which I'm sure you've heard about, um, the B4 players, and then the B5, not entirely sure what they are. It's like varying degrees of commitment to um, the floor theme. Beyond Burton Connor's commitment to floor nomenclature, there is a commitment to an inclusive community, which starts before first-year students even move in, something that was important to Medea. That when you first come during, you have this like whole week of recs um, where you get to choose your dorm, and then after that you have floor rush in which you actually get to choose your floor. Allow me to jump in and explain that Rex is short for residence exploration, which is where students get to, well, explore. Explore the residences of MIT before choosing one that might be right for them. No random assignments here. Students at MIT actually get a say on where they'll be living at MIT. You get to go around and have one last look at all the dorms and then look at all the floors and really choose a place where you think that you really click with the people and you think you're going to be comfortable. For Madiha, who grew up in Pakistan and Saudi Arabia, this clicking sometimes meant learning more about American culture from her floor mates. Coming to MIT was just a complete culture shock, but I think it, I've like benefited a lot from it. And like, there's definitely a lot of diversity um, on my floor, especially in my living group, in Burton Connor, and MIT in general, just meeting people from different backgrounds. It's definitely given me perspective. And as floor mates turn into family, the family-style teasing comes in, too. I make a lot of fun of my sweet mates for how he chooses to, like, store food in Ziploc bags and, like, just, you know, small things like that, which I think are just really interesting but very characteristic of where you grew up and how you grew up. Learning from others is also a big part of community at MIT. Sometimes the lessons are deep and impactful, like learning about different cultures. And other times, the lessons involve laundry. The latter is true for alum Drew Houston. While managing his fraternity, Phi Delta Theta, Drew found himself locked in a laundry stalemate with his brothers. The Dropbox founder and CEO took it all as a lesson in management. But, uh, so we have a, sort of a communal washing machine. And one day, Yet again, someone had taken my wet clothes and instead of putting them in the dryer, dryer, put them in the cubbies. You know, that classic scene in the laundromat or dorm laundry room where someone removes your clothes from the washer and places theirs in? Only, they don't intend to dry your clothes for you. Just move them out of the way. So I thought, you know, it'd be really great to educate the house about, you know, the importance of, um, you know, having a proper system for this. And so he wrote an email. 10-page masterpiece of an email informing everyone of their civic duty and, you know, uh, and all the repercussions if they don't follow along. And Stop me if you know how this one ends up. No, what they responded with, I can't actually. <laughs> that, that is not PG. But sort of, you know, you, you, sort of all this uh, trial and error, you learn a lot. Though Drew took the responses in stride and learned a great management lesson, the same good fortune could not be said for his clothes. They probably like threw them outside or something. <laughs> tough love, tough love all over. As with Drew's case and many others, living in a community sometimes means war. Current student Rima, who is a Simmons Hall resident, explains. Currently we're in a war with Massey. Um, and so there were all sorts of pranks that were going on. They were trying to steal the ball pit. And the first time they just like bagged up all the uh, ball pit balls and like put some like massy stuff on it um, and like left it in the ball pit room. And 
That's right. Simmons has a ball pit. And it can be tough to clean. This act of war was meant to be friendly and fun. But also, it unintentionally saved Simmons house manager Nika Hollingsworth a big cleaning headache. Nika, who kind of takes care of all like, the facility stuff, was like, emailed out and was like, thank you to the people of Massey who like, cleaned that up because now I can get that room cleaned and usually I have to pay somebody to do all this bagging. So thank you, Massey. Simmons is MIT's newest dorm and opened in 2002. If you've never seen it, Simmons Hall is pretty big. It's home to around 350 people, is covered in small square windows, and looks like a giant sponge, which is how it earned its nickname of the sponge. Even though Simmons is a relatively young dorm, it's had no problem forming its own culture and special events. Oh my gosh, the most important one, scooter hockey. We use those little scooters that you have in like elementary school and there's a scooter hockey competition between all of the GRT sections. And so it's like a round robin where all of dining is transformed into like a hockey rink and you get like three people versus, it's three versus three, and there's like a hockey puck and you have tiny little hockey sticks that you hold. Cause it's like so crazy, but it's so much fun to watch. But when they're not busy playing scooter hockey, Simmons residents are busy working on PSATs, just like every other student at MIT. Last year I had like a tiny room, but it was where kind of everybody gathered. And so we would all like stay up late working on things. There were times when both my roommate and I would like go to bed and be done, but there were other people like PSETing in our room just because that was like our hangout spot. Though PSET nights might be memorable, Rima says some of her favorite memories are taking advantage of Simmons' kitchens when no one else is around. Of the fun times we've had is like planning like surprise birthday parties for like others or our friends. So we'll like go down to the country kitchen and like put on some like Taylor Swift and bake cakes like at absurdly late times of the night so that our friends like don't know what we're doing or like aren't suspicious that we're not around. That's like a lot of fun in terms of like late night stories. There's also lots of like deep conversations and things that happen when you stay up late working with the same people, but it's a lot of fun. If you've been paying attention so far, you may have noticed that stories of community at MIT can be pretty random. Paul Commoner's Class of 2012 shares a few more random stories, but that's capital R random. Uh, there is a thing about Random Hall where sometimes you'll get introduced to somebody and they'll say, how do you know each other? Oh, he's just a random person I met. And you have to say, is that a lowercase r random person or a capital R random person? But running into random people didn't stop at MIT for Paul. In New York City, I, uh, there was somebody who was doing volunteer data work with another organization in the office space my company was in, who was a Random Hall resident, and I was just wearing a Random Hall t-shirt to work that day. And so as I, as I was walking down the hall, she was just like, hold up, hold up. When were you at MIT? Want to know something else random about the random community? Let's give Paul a chance to explain why, or why he thinks, one of the names of the groups in Random Hall is Bonfire. The one that I believe is historically accurate is a number of years back, there was a series of bars in Boston called Dom 1, Dom 2, and Dom 3. And all the people who lived on Bonfire uh, really loved these bars. And they eventually decided that they loved these bars so much, they wanted to name their floor after them. They wanted to have their own Dom establishment, and so they were Dom 4. 
And for reasons I could not begin to imagine how to explain, uh, they spelled it F-O-R-E. After those original Random Hall occupants graduated, the name didn't mean so much to its current residents. So it was time for a change. And so they decided to rename it. And they decided that the way they would rename it is they would figure out the thing they could change the big Dom 4 mural on the wall to with the fewest strokes of paint. And that turned out to be Bonfire. And that's what it's been ever since. But no matter how random life at MIT is, one thing remains constant. The best communities feel like home. Just any time you walked through, uh, somebody you lived with was there. And there were eight floors in the dorm, and you, you had a sense of community with everyone. You, almost everyone there knew everyone in the dorm. Uh, our housemaster knew everyone by name. And just like the idea that you could just go find somebody, go find somebody who you liked and who you cared about any hour of the night uh, randomly was really wonderful. That's a wrap for our stories from alumni and students on community at MIT. We want to hear what community at MIT means to you. Share with us on Twitter at MIT alumni. That's MIT underscore alumni. We look forward to your responses. Thanks for listening.